Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. 5 in Edmonton, hour number 2 of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer, Brennan Escott with you. Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Wishing you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Hugh Porter and the staff at Digitex.ca. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Keep texting us momentarily. I'm going to get you another text on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 100th Avenue. 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. Uh, River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. River Cree uh, Casino side reopens for Stage 2 on Thursday, and they've got the patio open right now, 11 to 11, with the largest uh, big screen in the city. We're at uh, Twitter, at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Brendan Escott at uh, Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. Uh, more with Mark Spector momentarily. We will have the Oilers Now prospect report in this hour for Scott, Arthur, Millwork, and Cabinetry. And uh, we'll get the uh, James H. Brown injury update as well. Uh, all in the next... Hour of the show, Jody Shelley out of Columbus. We'll hit on something on that front as well. All right, back into Mark Spector for the horses. Horse Racing Alberta Live Racing. Back at Century Mile, Friday and Sunday evening. No fan access, but you can watch and wager online at hbibet.com. Post time is at 6.15. Mr. Spector, just before we go to you, I want to bang a quick text. Um, DT says, uh, by the way, after eight games, the Jets only got 39% of the high danger scoring chances maybe they just got lucky against Edmonton so through eight games they're at 39 percent well if you go on uh, natural stat trick the uh, here's the breakdown high danger scoring chances in game one this according to the natural stat trick Edmonton 13 Winnipeg 8 uh, Jets won 4-1 with two empty netters game two Jets won one nothing in overtime uh, high danger Chances four, Edmonton 14 for the Jets 10. The 5 4 overtime game that the Oilers blew a 4 1 lead in. Oilers had 20 high, uh, lost in OT. Uh, Oilers 20 high danger chances for the Jets had 14. In game four, 13 7 for Edmonton. Uh, Jets winning that one in overtime as well. So collectively, uh, between the trio of that, uh, those four games, the Oilers had 60 uh, high danger chances for five on five, and the Winnipeg Jets had 39. 
So that's right at your number. There you go. That's 60 to 40. That gives you about as easy of a percentage as you could possibly have. The owner's getting 60 of 99. High danger chances, 5v5 in that series head-to-head in a, you know, playoffs that are 5-on-5 five five against Winnipeg. All of which means what, Mark Spector? Does that also perhaps indicate how close the series was? Or does it indicate that maybe the Jets did get a little lucky against Edmonton and ran out of luck and had some injury and suspension challenges against the Canadians? Um, it's hard to know. I, I'm always very, you know, I'm very careful of of letting a, a team or my, you know, my opinion off the hook just because someone's dug up some statistics that make it sound like it was all luck. I don't believe in four games worth of luck, you know. Winnipeg wins four, beats you four times. I think you got to you got to search hard for reasons, and you know it is a goofy series. Look at the time of of who spent most time in the lead. I mean, Edmonton yeah. had the lead for way more than Winnipeg had the lead. You know, so that tells me that I want to look at, you know, what are the reasons why they blew that lead? Right? I don't think that's luck. Ethan Bear's pass up the middle wasn't luck, pal. Uh, that that uh, penalty kill. On the Archibald uh, bad penalty, the penalty kill that's been very good that gives up a goal at that time. I'm not sure that's luck either. So, nope. Mark, you know, you can find sim- some luck in there, but I want to look harder than luck. Luck's a sim- cop out for me. Simplest number, uh, Connor Hellebuck, nine fifty save percentage starts there. I mean, if he it starts if he's, there, it starts right? there. Yep. If he's at nine hundred, the Oilers had one hundred and sixty shots on goal. I mean, they, they, he gave yeah, up but- eight. He gave up eight on, and. Granted, they didn't get into the home plate area enough. I'd be the first to admit that. But most goaltenders, most goalies aren't going to give you a nine a nine fifty save percentage on one hundred and sixty shots in this league over a four game. You know, it's forty shots a night now. Okay, but you blew two third period leads in this series, Paul. What's that Fair, got to do with yeah, Connor Hellebuck? B- bingo. Nothing. Bingo. And, nothing. And you know what? Smith was at nine twelve. But what we've you know, I went six and how about this, Mark? I went six and two in the opening round. And the two series I got wrong were both Canadian. And I've, I've already gotten this series wrong as well. Even though, I, you know, at the start of the year, I had Montreal in and Winnipeg outside of the playoffs. So either I outthought myself or maybe I just didn't give the Canadians enough respect. But, but one of the th- themes that I had is who's got the better goaltender, right? Like that's kind of like when I, I took the Islanders over Pittsburgh and I looked at it and I know Tristan Jari played for the Oil Kings, but he's been up and down this year in Pittsburgh. And I was just like, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go with the team that can defend. The Islanders can defend. They're going to win that series, right? Uh, yep. Carolina, Carolina and Tampa. I mean, Carolina is just better than Nashville, right? So maybe that's a little bit different. Um, Colorado is just better than St. Louis. Vegas, Minnesota, both those teams are pretty good. But as a rule of thumb, I tended to go with a better goaltender. All right, I want to hit on something else because it might parlay into something else, and I, I want to get our listeners involved in this as well. Tyler Toffoli. Pretty good ad for Mark Bergevin. Do you not agree? Oh, big time. And and I'm reading some things out of Vancouver now. Of course, they're sour in Vancouver because they had the player, and by some accounts he wanted to stay there, and the Canucks didn't uh, ante up and, and hang on to him. You know, and he went to uh, Montreal, and he's it hasn't just been a good playoff for Toffoli, Bob. It's been a good season for Toffoli, right? He's been a good player there all year. He's putting the puck in the net, uh, and look what he's making. You know, you sent me a tweet this morning. I'm looking at here. Um, 
only only four contracts since COVID, so that's March of 20. Only four contracts for forwards, UFA forwards, that went three or more years and four million or more cap hit. Only four contracts in the league. Toffoli's one of them, four years, 4.25. Um, you know, we're looking at Nugent Hopkins here, and he's coming off a of six. I'm not sure if guys like Iafallo and Gallagher, Gallagher made six and 6.5, but if Toffoli's making four and a quarter, I'm not sure why R&H makes much any, any more than five and a quarter. What do you think? Yeah, I think he's going to get it. I, 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 here's what, I, you know, it's interesting. Like, Mark, do you think this year there's more? There's going to be more money in the system this year than last year? No, I don't think so. So I think I think that I mean, there's two ways to look at it. These the NHL owners are coming off of losing a lot of money here, right? right. Yep. Everybody's lost a lot of money. Now you could be an owner that says, okay, but next year I'm going to have fans. I'm going to make some money again, so I'm going to start spending it now. Some owners are going to look at it that way. Other guys are looking at their bottom line and going, I've been getting killed for two seasons here. My cap, I am not spending to the cap. So it'll be a, it'll, it'll go up and down around the league, Bob. But if your question is, will there be more money in the system than last year? I don't think there will be. Does the addition of Seattle automatically mean that there's going to be more? Well, incrementally, sure. That's fair. Yes. So, so I think Toffoli's four-year deal was negotiated in the worst possible year. The guy scored 28 goals in the regular season. Like, he had a hell of a year. He had a 40-goal campaign. He had a terrific season. And yeah. I have follow. I was actually surprised he got four times four. For, for i, I got to be honest. I don't watch L.A. a lot anymore. Um, yeah, I was focused on the Canadian division. Uh, Dadnov was basically a bust in Ottawa. He didn't – I mean, Ottawa had a decent team down the stretch. He did nothing. For that team yeah, all three times long. five, that doesn't look like a good contract at this point, right? And and you and me would take Gallagher on our team all day. I just don't know every is day. He, yeah, is he going to be able to last the six years playing the way he does? Time will tell. Nugent Hopkins, I've got people saying I'm his agent on the show, um, and I would have others say that his agent wouldn't be too happy with me. This is a tricky one, Mark. For me, does he get more than five point two five? I'm going to all but guarantee you he gets. Unless there's a, you know, like, would you offer him eight years times $5 million? I don't know. That might be the only way you can circumvent that. I think he's getting north of five and a half, Mark. I wonder whether or not, I'm serious about this. I wonder whether or not what gets it done is six times six, only because I think he can get six times six out there. Okay. Do you? I do. You do? Yes. Yeah, I do. Yep. Well, there's one guy since in March of 2020 who's got six by six as a UFA, and that's Brendan Gallagher in yep. Montreal, who signed with his own team. One guy. And that was a, don't forget, Mark, Jerry Johansson represents Brendan, and they went and traded Domi, and they got Anderson. He had a year left on his RFA deal, so he doesn't, he's not a true UFA when he signs an extension with the Canadians. And, you know, he's not a pending uh, UFA, and he got a seven-year deal, and then there was an offer made to Gallagher at six times six point five million, and the Canadians turned around and signed to Foley, and the offer disappeared. And then cooler and calmer heads prevailed. They got that deal done between Jerry and Bergevin. Mm-hmm. And Bergevin was almost quite emotional about it. And you know Jerry is a guy. You can, Jerry gets deals done. That's what Jerry does. He he gets deals done, and sometimes they're good for the player. Like you don't think Chicago's not sitting there looking at the Seabrook deal, going, 
geez, we might have gone a little long on that deal. You know what I'm saying? I'm no Mark? kidding. Right? No so, kidding. Well, Gallagher, uh, I mean, focus on Gallagher and R&H. Gallagher is, you know, Gallagher is a very, very, very crucial player to that Montreal team. He's their emotional leader, right? He's, you know, he's productive. He's he's a hitter. He kills penalties. He's on the power play. He does. So does Nugent Hopkins do all those things. But I'm going to tell you that, I don't know, you tell me, Paul, Gallagher is Montreal's what best forward? How many better forwards do they have than Gallagher? See, and he hasn't been at 100% for the playoffs this year. Oh, I, I know would, he hasn't. I would when say he... he's their second or third most important forward. You know yep. what? He, he, but you know, he is their emotional heartbeat up front. For sure, he is. No one's calling Nugent Hopkins the emotional heartbeat of the Oilers, and no one's calling them their second, their second best forward either. No, but he does play like Gallagher doesn't kill penalties. Nugent Hopkins kills penalties. Gallagher can't play center. Nugent Hopkins can play center. Um, Gallagher's had multiple 30-goal seasons. Nugent Hopkins has never had a 30-goal season. Gallagher, mm-hmm. score, Gallagher scores in the playoffs, and and Nugent was has been has had a couple of quiet playoffs. Right. It's gonna. It's it, Mark. Do you know what I've noticed with the fans? And I think because Edmonton lost in four straight, I've noticed the price point come down with the fans on the text lines. Well, I think so, and I think they're looking at what's going on around the league. I really believe that the Oilers should sign Nugent Hopkins. I think that, you know, he's just, he's very important to them, and I think that they would take a step back. They're already light in the left side, Bob. If they lose their only top six left winger to date, they only have one top, legit top six left winger, Sergeant Hopkins. If you lose him, now you got to go out and get two. Well, you don't find two of those guys in the same offseason, sorry. So I really believe they should sign him. But I think that if I'm Ken Holland, I'm looking at what would the if, – if I was signing a UFA, you know, if I was a different team signing Ryan Nugent Hopkins, what would I offer him? And it doesn't start with a six, and it's not seven years, that's for sure. I could see Columbus looking at a Nugent Hopkins. I could see Seattle, and I'm going to add two more teams, L.A. and Anaheim. Because I think there's going to be an impetus there. I mean, Darren Drager reported this morning, Spec, that he could see the Kings adding a couple top six players. Now, I think he kind of indicated maybe a winger, but Nuge can play the wing and play center. Interesting stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of Columbus, Steph Jones. Mark, I, w- I would say 95% sure. We got Jody Shelley coming up. 95% sure Seth Jones is looking at a U.S. destination, long-term extension. Does that change your appetite for him at all? Well, it doesn't change my appetite for him. I think he's a really, really good player. But if he has no appetite for playing for my team, for whatever team I'm trying to get him to, then I'm out of the race, you know, and, and yeah. that would be you know, the one thing they have here in Edmonton is, is Seth Jones's brother. No other team has that. Right. So uh, how meaningful is that? I mean, I know it makes a good storyline, but frankly, uh, my understanding is Seth Jones has built a, you know, a house in, in Dallas. Yes. Uh, I'm not sure that blue line has room for Seth Jones on it, but uh, you know, to me, given, what would I say? If I'm Seth Jones and I'm a UFA and I could pick anywhere I want to go, I'm going to look at Edmonton, and I'm going to say, well, my brother's there, and if I go there, we become a much closer to a Stanley Cup contender. But I'm also going to say I can go to a, a large American market 
uh, and I could probably more than double my salary in uh, endorsements and things like that. And that opportunity would not exist north of the 49th. I wonder if there's a collateral benefit if he ends up in Dallas. Like, would Dallas trade Klingberg for Jones, uh, maybe Klingberg plus, and then Columbus signs Klingberg, and uh, Dallas gets Jones, and would that take them out of a guy like Alexiak? You know, because he's now a second-pairing left-shot defenseman. He might be the exact type of guy Edmonton needs, so that could be interesting to watch as well. Interesting. Yes, indeed. All right, one final one for you. We're watching it, but you're working it. Vegas, Colorado, what are you seeing? Well, I'm seeing a, a Colorado team that it's kind of reminds me a little bit of the orders in Vegas or the orders in Winnipeg. Uh, Vegas is rolling lines at, these, at Colorado, and Colorado can't handle it. You know they've taken the game. Uh, they've taken the game from the middle of the ice where McKinnon and Landeskog and those guys want to dangle, and they're playing it along the walls. And they've really, you know, for two games and two periods, they've really eliminated the McKinnon line, and no one is stepping up to the plate for Colorado here, right? Burkowski, we barely noticed him. Uh, Tyson Jost has been pretty good, Bob. Yeah. You know, I think Comfort to me is a third line guy. Um, you know they don't. They they haven't had as much help up front. They need more help. You, you can't. We watched in Edmonton, man. You can't have one line. You got to have three. And Vegas is deeper. You know, so so Bedner's got to find a way here. He's got to find a way to figure this out. I'm not blaming Grubauer. He's a very good goalie. He's played very well. Uh, you got Kale McCarr in your blue line is just a treat to watch. But I guess what I'm saying here is Colorado's got the big line. They better find some stuff underneath it, Bob, or they might not make it past the second round for the third year running. And who did you have in that series to start? Um, I didn't really make picks, but I think that I, if, if I would have made picks, I would have picked Colorado. Yeah, I did pick Colorado. So I would have picked know, Colorado, yep. I know Jack like Vegas. That. Jack's always been a big Marc-Andre Fleury fan, and that's one area where I think Vegas does have the advantage. I'm just more like Vegas is better. Well, they're both Vesna candidates, so... You know, maybe they have the advantage, Bob, but how big can it be? Obviously, I give Grubauer credit. What's going on with Germany? Like, they got a Vesna candidate. They got the second leading scorer in the National Hockey League in Dreisaitl. When did Germany start pumping out all these elite NHL players? Holy cow. Uh, how about when they completely changed their soccer program as well, Mark, and really focused on skill and opening up a little bit offensively? They were so great defensively forever. They, they you know, got crushed at the 2000 Euro, and by 2014, they had probably eight of the best 50 players on the planet. So, uh, right. And, and, oh. the, and they're in, I mean, they're always in it, but there's been a bit of a, uh, clearly they, they're focused on skill development in their youth programs in multiple sports. Spec, one final one for you. Just on Gallagher here, I just want to circle back to this. Uh, with Brendan Gallagher out of the lineup, 32, 47, and 7. Wow. So, all right. So they've only won 32 of 86 games with Gallagher out of the lineup over the last four or five seasons when he's right. been you're, you're talking about a guy that impacts the team. That tells you a lot right there. So well, he's everything for the Habs. He's their he is their leader, uh, their emotional leader. He's, he gives them what they need. When they need a goal, he'll get it for you. When he needs someone to get drilled and turn the momentum around, he's happy to do it. He's blocked so many shots that he's 
you know, he's busted himself up blocking shots over the years. But he's an all-around player and a very good one that the order should have drafted when they had a chance, Bob. Fifth-round pick. <laughs> as, I, as I know you've mentioned before. <laughs> well, nothing like getting told you, you're uh, stop. I know Vancouver better than you. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure about that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, there, there, is a, there is a team that year. That had, uh, I'll give you a hint, they had three first-round picks in that 2010 NHL draft. Mm-hmm. They drafted a guy in the third round and a guy in the fifth round, uh, two kids. Uh, both of their fathers at the time were worth hundreds of millions of dollars, okay? One kid was out of cameras. Never, I don't even think the guy played after NCAA college. Uh, the other guy, uh, his father bought several leagues in, in Toronto. Uh, and this guy has panned out to be a heck of a player. And, Mark, he could be the target, and that's Zach Hyman. Uh, Florida got him in the fifth. They got Ben Gallacher, G-A-L-L-A-C-H-E-R. I remember him, yep. Yeah, out of the third. They got him in the third round. I might have even said you at the draft, because that was the Taylor Hall draft year. I think I might have said you. Did they just take – I thought they initially – I heard Brendan Gallagher third round, and I was all choked because I was hoping the Oilers were going to use a fourth on him. And, no, it was Ben Gallagher. I didn't even know who Ben Gallagher was at that point of that draft year. So imagine that. And the joke at the draft was Florida just uh, drafted those two kids because one day they want them to own the team or their dads to get involved in the ownership of the team. So, And you know what? Zach Hyman, to his credit, Mark, he's going to get paid. Well, he is going to get paid, and I'm not sure. I wonder if the orders feel like, like, they can pay him and Nugent Hopkins. I wonder if it's an either-or, or if they feel with some extra cap space here that they could pull it off. Time will tell. Mark, can you join me Friday for a hit? Yes, sir, Bobby. I'll talk to you then. All right. It's 126 in Edmonton. That's Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing, Alberta Live Racing. Friday and Sunday nights, uh, you can watch and wager online. At- Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you by Skinny Pop Popcorn. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Oh, so light and crunchy. Skinny Pop Original Popcorn is the snack you've been searching for. Made with just three simple ingredients, popcorn kernels, sunflower oil, and salt. Snacking never felt or tasted so good. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Give yourself permission to snack and pick up Skinny Pop Original Popcorn today. HBIBet.com. When we come back, uh, we'll get to our prospect report. You're listening to Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 127 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Guests on our show receive gift certificates to Japanese Village. Now open for takeout orders. Hey, we could be reopening up phase two as early as Thursday. 
There will be more details on that during the course of 6.30 Chet Afternoons with Jalen Nye today as Dr. Dina Hinshaw will be talking. Full details, by the way, regarding Japanese Village at jvedmonton.ca. Into the Oilers Now Prospect Report brought to you by Scott Arthur Millwork and Cabinetry, a legacy of excellence. Make your new dream home or custom renovation a reality. Visit scottarthurmillwork.com today. Here's Brendan Escott. Okay, well, let me tell you a little bit about Brant Clark. He's a player uh, belongs to the Barry Colts of the OHL, although he spent this most recent year on loan in the uh, Slovakian League so he could get some games in. Of course, the OHL did not play. Uh, but here's a player who we figured might benefit quite a bit from uh, a strong showing, I guess, at the uh, World 18 Championship, which he had. He had six points in five games there, or rather seven and seven, as I look at his uh, Elite Prospects page. Two goals, five assists, but he was prominent any of the times that uh, you were watching the game. He gets up and down the ice. Big body for an 3 birth year, by the way. 6'2", 190. Uh, he came in ranked seventh among North American skaters in uh, the Central Scouting rankings, the final ones for the season. So uh, we'll see where he ends up getting drafted, but it is defense heavy at the top of this year's draft, Bob. Yeah, there's no question about that. He's going to be in the mix. I'd say he's going to go in the top 15 picks, and he is a right shot, not huge, uh, a six-foot around 180 pounds. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back with Jody Shelley out of Columbus when we return on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.